0: Put the spring back into your step, and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to forty-five percent. Up to forty-five percent off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: And I'm interested in hearing from Kevin, what he wants to hear from Kevin Warren. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's uh it's easy to say, oh, you know, this this looks like a a home run hire, and it does, just because of the resume. The resume is fantastic. Kevin Warren has worked with the Rams, the Lions, the Vikings. He spearheaded uh, a stadium project in Minnesota. The Vikings have one of the nicest stadiums in professional sports in the world. That's how beautiful U.S. Bank Stadium is. And the Bears have a football team that is positioned to be able to really do some nice things this offseason. You have the number one overall pick. Got a lot of money to spend when it comes to cap flexibility. And according to some people, you have an answer at quarterback. Either way, you have someone that you can build around at the quarterback position. So I'm interested in hearing what Kevin Warren has to say. And let's find out about the people that will be in that room asking Kevin Warren questions. And joining us now on the Circa Resort and Casino hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, is Kevin Fishbane, who covers the Bears for the Athletic. Good morning, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's start right off the bat. What do you want to hear from Kevin Warren tomorrow?
3: Good morning, Zach. Great to be on with you guys. Um, you know, I, I think one quick, simple thing I'd, I'd want to know why he he wanted to be a part of the Bears organization. Why was this something that he sought out? You know, certainly, you know, we all know some of the challenges, but some of the successes he's had in the Big Ten. It seems like everybody who knew him at the college level knew at some point he was coming back to the NFL. So why now? Why the Chicago Bears organization? What appealed to him? And then the next thing, you know, I think there might be questions about the stadium, Zach, but I'm not sure how detailed he can get. You know, he just obviously just got the job. But what's his vision? what is his vision for this team and this organization and and how does he go about getting that done? Because I think any CEO of any company, they're going to want to come in and and make sure everything is run efficiently. So how does he go about doing that and kind of what is he thinking for when he gets started in April, uh, for putting this plan forward?
1: Kev, do you think the close proximity of the big 10 offices helped him gain the interest from the Bears and have interest in the Bears? Um, and do you, you know, do you expect that to be part of his answers, that he's he's been in the surrounding territory and he's been able to either listen to the shows or read about them and knows a little bit more about the Bears than maybe he would if the, his central office was in New York or L.A. for that matter?
3: Yeah, it's a great point, Tom. I, I, I'm i sure that that has something to do with it, that he just had a little bit of familiarity with the organization. Um, and certainly being with the Vikings for 15 years, uh, being with the Lions early in the, his career, the St. Louis Rams, he's been a Midwest guy. Um, so I'm sure he knows what the Bears are all about. Um, and then, yeah, being Big Ten, you think, too, you know, this might be somebody that has a lot of respect for, you know, historic organizations, right? You know, you think Big Ten, you think about how uh, much the Big Ten matters and how much has mattered for over a century. Uh, And and then to be in this, to be, you know, living in the city and and to know the charter franchise at the NFL is down the street and happens to need a president and CEO, uh, I'm sure that that was a a factor in his decision.
1: You know, you're, you're thinking immediately following the conclusion of the Minnesota game, you know, what was going through your head? Because I was thinking immediately that the most important guy in Chicago sports over the next four months is Ryan Poles. Do you think Kevin's hire takes a little pressure off of Ryan Poles or does it increase the pressure on Ryan Poles given the draft position?
3: Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think it probably it might increase it a little bit. You know, I think it, it might it certainly changes the dynamic. You know now with the fact that Kevin Warren is starting You know, reportedly mid-April, the Bears said this spring, uh, you know, I'm not sure what role or how much communications they're going to be. I'm sure they're going to be talking um, when Ryan Poles gets into free agency, which is kind of step one of this whole process. And, you know, by mid-April, Ryan Poles and the rest of his staff are going to have quite the plan, you would assume, for what they want to do with that number one pick. Or, or at least have a few options of, of what they're hoping to do um, at that spot. Heck, they could have already had that pick traded by the time Kevin Warren starts, too. So a lot of those things can be in play. But I think it's true that, you know, you look at what is ahead for Ryan Poles this offseason. Um, you know, Kevin Warren, I think it's it, it's so much also for him more about the long term, right? You know, you, you think about a president and CEO, there is so much ahead for Kevin Warren. We've all seen it, guys. GMs don't get a whole lot of swings at this thing. And, and, and you certainly don't expect uh, more than one opportunity at the number one pick uh, in the draft. So for Ryan And having the cap space they have. So for Ryan Poles, this is a critical offseason to, to start building the foundation that, that he wants uh, a consistent winner. For Kevin Warren, a lot of this stuff, I mean, he's, he's going to probably outlast a few GMs and head coaches potentially in his role. Uh, we certainly saw the previous president outlast a lot of them. Um, so you know that that's kind of the interesting dynamic of those two spots. But you're right. What once once clock hit zero uh, last Sunday, it was you know Ryan Poles is on the clock for the Chicago Bears and, and trying to put them in position to be a consistent winner.
2: Talking Bears with Kevin Fishbane, who covers the team for the Athletic here on the Mully and Haw Show. Zach Zadman, Tom Thayer filling in on this Monday. So with the number one pick, we heard the question last week to polls and it was do you consider quarterback and he said uh, he's looking at Justin Fields right now and it would take something that would have to blow him away to go in that direction well you've watched every snap that Justin Fields has taken as a professional you saw how proficient a passer he was at Ohio State. So two questions. One, why hasn't he come close to being that kind of a passer at the NFL level? And then do you worry that he may never become that type of passer?
3: Yeah, it it's such an interesting case, Zach. You know, and you think about other Ohio State quarterbacks, right? I mean, that is an offense that he's the best receivers in the game, an incredible scheme. Um, And, you know, certainly highlighted what Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace saw in Justin Fields, something that Ryan Poles and Matt Iberfus have echoed, that he's got a great deep ball. And and he had guys flying open. He had the time to hit them at Ohio State. And he was very accurate there. Um, And and certainly things change when he comes to the NFL. He goes from maybe the best receiving core in the country to one of the worst, if not the worst receiving core in the league. Um, He comes from having uh, a a great scheme that he's comfortable with with Ryan Day to having three different play callers in two seasons. When you think about Matt Nagy, Bill Lazor, and and then now Luke Getze, two separate playbooks, um, and and one of the worst offensive lines in back-to-back seasons in terms of pass protection, and then having to adjust to NFL defenses that are certainly going to be way more complex Uh, than he saw from college. So it's it's a combination of so many things. Uh, And it's certainly he's not the first great college quarterback to come into the NFL and have struggles. And then the flip side of that, Zach, is you, you also have a guy who wasn't a runner in college and now has become the best running quarterback in football. So you know, and then so now moving forward, you know I think we saw, and like I always, I always want to be careful because I don't want to say that Justin Fields is Mr. Trubisky because they're certainly different quarterbacks. But we saw with Mr. Trubisky that he was just never able to get to the level when it came to uh, being able to kind of dice up defenses that Matt Nagy wanted and that Matt Nagy was hoping he could get to. Um, can Justin Fields get there? I don't know, but I think we've also seen around the NFL that you can build offenses around really, really talented athletes, really, really talented throwers um, that can help mitigate some of those challenges that other quarterbacks might have. So if uh, Justin Fields might not get to the proficiency of the Joe Burrows and Josh Allen's and Patrick Mahomes, and that's obviously a high bar, that could be okay if he's got a much better group of receivers and a better offensive line, and the fact that he can run, and the fact that maybe you can have an offense that is designed to help Man, you guys were watching San Francisco on Saturday. Uh, you saw what the, Kyle Shanahan sets up for Brock Purdy, and then you give I give Brock Purdy a ton of credit. I mean, he made some big time throws. Um, but you know the, type of, the amount of guys that are open, the creativity in those plays, I think Justin Fields would kill to have those opportunities. And at times, we saw Luke Getze's offense set that up for him. I think you think about the New England game, certainly. You think about the Detroit and Miami games. When he was running, he was also getting set up for some really impressive passes. The Green Bay game, I think when the offensive line was at its best. When the Packers were here, you saw Justin Fields connect on a couple deep throws. So, you know this is a big season to learn a lot more about him. Um, and, and I think you get a lot more—you get him to improve individually, you get the players around him to improve, you get more continuity for him in the scheme, and you can you can get a better sense of the type of quarterback he can be in this league.
1: Kevin, is it a 50-50 responsibility between Luke Etsy and Justin Fields to improve together? Do you think that Luke Etsy has to change some of his phys? philosophical thinking now that he knows what type of uh, athlete and quarterback he has in the meeting room with Justin? Or where do you think that relationship has to evolve
3: to? Yeah, Tom, it's interesting because, you know, you would think that Luke Getzey, should have the type of playbook to fit any passer, right? So if Justin Fields shows up in, in April and then in, in, you know for the start of the offseason training program and then OTAs and training camp, and Luke Getze sees a difference in him and he's he's reading defenses differently and, and he's more accurate with his throws, maybe Luke Getze is able to open up the playbook a little bit more. Maybe a playbook kind of similar to what we saw at the start of the season that, that the offense struggled with. Um, but either way, he's now seen what this offense looks like. He had four games in a row 29 points. What was working in that in that little month, you, you can build off that as well. So I do think that there is a shared responsibility here. Justin Fields said he wants to improve, needs to improve. Ryan Pohl said it. Luke Getze has said it. And then Getze himself can have just a bigger bulk of plays that he can go to um, that can help fields. And I also think that Getzee should have hopefully more plays when he's working with a different offensive line and different wide receivers that, that, that the fields can trust. And all those things, if they come together in the right way, then you have a lot more flexibility, a lot more options with this offense.
2: All right, on the way out here, Kevin, give me the list of areas in order that Ryan Poles is looking to fix this offseason?
3: Well, I'd start with the trenches, and and if you'll allow me, Zach, I'll include both lines in that. I think he has to – I think that the defensive line was the worst pass rushing unit in in football, and I don't think it was close. Um, And the offensive line, I don't know how many long-term starters you have. Maybe two? with Braxton Jones and Tevin Jenkins, that's best-case scenario. You have two guys that are going to be here for the next five, ten years. Um, but I don't even know if you can confidently say that. So you have to bolster those lines. Um, and then you need dynamic players at the other positions of premium positions, which is wide receiver and corner, right? You think about the athletes, the speed, the guys who can change a game, whether it's a cornerback who's going to make an interception or shutting down a receiver— or if it's a wide receiver making a big play, you gotta find guys who were just potential game changers at those spots. Cause you know, I like Darnell Mooney a lot, guys. I think Darnell Mooney is fantastic for this team and can be a very, very good player. I'm not sure Darnell Mooney is scaring a lot of opposing defensive coordinators. Certainly Chase Claypool wasn't doing that in his brief time here. Doesn't mean that he can't, doesn't mean Darnell Mooney can't, but you gotta find guys that can really make defensive coordinators think and really make them frustrated and on the other side of the ball yeah you know, i think we saw the respect Jalen johnson got from quarterbacks earlier earlier in the season can you find another guy who can do that can you find another guy opposite him that can compliment him and can join Kyler Gordon? And You're obviously hoping Kyler Gordon improves a lot with that year-two bump. But I think those premium spots, once you go outside the trenches, you got to find more dynamic players for those positions.
1: Kev, we only have time for a yes-no answer. So with the first pick in the draft, the Chicago Bears, are they holding on to that pick or do they move that pick?
3: I think they move it, Tom. All I right. think you have too many needs.
1: Very good.
2: Better be a market for that pick. That's the whole key. There's
1: always a market for the first pick in the NFL draft.
2: All right. Kevin, thank, thank you, you so Kevin. much. Appreciate the time. Thanks,
3: fellas. Take care.
2: Kevin Fishbane, who, co- who covers the Bears for the Athletics, spending some time with us. Really knowledgeable. I always yeah. feel like I'm a little yeah. smarter
1: after talking yeah. to Kevin. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours